Welcome to the conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galina. Hello. On this week's episode, we are talking about heroes. <laughs> well, we're going to attempt to talk about heroes. And the the question this week is, who are our fashion heroes? And I think I can say that <laughs> this subject came about because we speak about a lot of the personalities in fashion as a rule on this podcast. And we, you know, we're always looking for exemplary figures. We're always looking for uh, a direction that we can, <laughs> that we can follow, that we can, you know, that we yeah. can hold in, in, in high esteem and say, okay, this looks good. We endorse this. And this is a direction that we feel is credible. That is, uh, that is considerate of the, of, of the future generations and the future of this industry. And, um, and this is the direction we'd like to go in. Um, <laughs> you're like, I don't see that today. <laughs> and so, and, and I have to say, this is a challenging question for me. I was thinking about this a great deal. I have a few little notes here and I'm like, well, maybe this, maybe that. But that's why I'm interested to have this conversation because I, I, I find it challenging. I'm, I looked in all areas and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised oh. <laughs> when you brought it up uh, previously because I hadn't, honestly, I hadn't really thought of it like that Um but now I understand why you're so intrigued by it because, you know, traditionally or conventional fashion, however you want to look at it, is top down and is exclusive in some elements. So therefore there is a hierarchy of like, these are the gatekeepers and opinion leaders and they tell everyone else what to do or their influence trickles down to a mass. And so that's pretty much how it's been pre-social media slash internet slash e-com, however you want to distinguish it, um, that has completely democratized it. So you could argue right now, is there a need for fashion heroes? Are the audience and consumers the fashion heroes? And we're the ones that are telling the higher-ups. And if you look at everything that's happening from the way that design is being influenced by the street and by the customers... Something like a trend like streetwear has completely converged the industry where we saw it across luxury all the way through to fast fashion, um, call out culture on social media. We as a consumer have a lot more power. But then it's like, also, is that true? Because there are the people in power <laughs> with the money and who are in decision-making positions. So it was actually, it sounded like a really simple question, but then the more we talked about it, the more I thought about it, maybe it's all things. And the, in their lies, um, in their lies, some of the problems with um, with where we are as an industry right now, because, and for the record, I'm not one, and I'm sure I've mentioned this in this, in this podcast before, I'm not one to look for, for heroes in the traditional sense. I'm not... I, no, but you are someone who is very respectful of people who are incredibly talented, have rigor, have really kind of gone through and honed a craft. Yes. And so I think that you are maybe missing that on the in the current landscape. And, and less so for me, I would say, and more so for, for the, the younger generation, for the people who are coming up in fashion now and defining an industry. You know, back in our day, let's see, like a figure like a Karl Lagerfeld 
was hugely respectful. He felt like he held down uh, an important institution in fashion and that he was there for the longevity of it and for the rigor of it and for the and for the, the, the production of it on the highest, highest level with the highest taste. Like, the, he's one figure I would say that probably um, was in, in most people's top, spot, top five. Another person to, to sort of like come out of the, not really out of the ether, but another name that comes quickly to the tip of the tongue is Rika Okubo mm. from, a, from a design perspective. She's not, my, she's not my fashion hero. I've always found her to be aloof. I find her, her sort of energy to be um, sort of consigned to a very rigid and not pretty, <laughs> not pretty enterprises for me. I've never sort of, of course, I I respect and love the creation that has come out of Comme des, Comme des Garçons, but I don't know. I've always it's found not it, your thing. It's not my yeah. thing. I always wanted a bit of a dark, a dark place and not a nice place, but that's, a, that's an aside. Uh, <laughs> and uh, figures like uh, Stella McCartney actually came to mind. You know, her... Her sort of prescient view on this sustainability or this environmentally conscious mm-hmm. um, culture was way ahead of its time. And, you know, I have to respect someone like that who saw something very early on, stuck to her guns and 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 was able to prove. Well, she, had, she always had a point of view. You know, she yes. always had that and she stayed true to that. And, and a point of view that was considerate of <laughs> others than herself or her small community, a point of view that was, um, that, and still is respectful of a, of the planet and the people that occupies it. I think that that, that think, to me is respectable and heroic in some sense. But I think those three examples to me <clears throat> is what makes me wonder if just the, the definition of a hero or the makeup or the goalposts or the ideals have shifted because these are three designers who were big. They who are, sorry, Carlsy, anyone that's that's passed, but these are three designers who have had huge vision, right? Yes. Ray Kurokubo for, you know, her, she has this world that is fantastical and otherworldly and it's very specific to her. Yes. And it's bigger than her. Stella McCartney has this mission and this vision of this beautiful fashion landscape, what it can be while still being conscious and kind to the planet. Karl Lagerfeld is that kind of old school designer, sketched everything, was very um, much about the old ideals of craft and rigor and and quality and prestige and all of those things that he brought to houses like Fendi, Chloe, Chanel. Now, I don't know that that vision necessarily works in the same way because Mm -hmm. when I think about the giants, I won't necessarily call them heroes, but when I think about the people that kind of hover above the saturated market, you think of, you know, people like Virgil. Now, it's it can be debated. We could argue whether or not that's valid, whether that's credible. But the fact is that he does stand out. Yes, he does stand out. With the work that he's done definitely over the past, I'd say, three years. Okay. But they're different qualifiers. They're different qualifiers. I think with social media, <laughs> with the internet, with street culture, with youth culture in this different iteration, with the way that we do things now, it's like on a really basic level, he's not even a trained designer, 
But yet he is the one that really stands out as a fashion giant. So I think that maybe the codes have just shifted a little bit as we've evolved in this like digital age. And I, I do agree with that. I think what we would define as heroic in our age is very differently defined now. And I think you're I think you're right uh, in some respect in saying like a Virg Virgil definitely stands out. And I'm sure we could, you know, take a, a, a sample amongst uh, the youth culture and they he yeah. probably would be the 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 number and one. That, that really I don't think would have been the case 20 years ago. Oh, at all. 10 years ago. Not 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 at all. No. But you said the qualifiers are different. What uh, defines Virgil's hero qualities in this age? Is it popularity? Is it, what what is it? I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I found quite interesting is the amount of uh, people calling themselves designers. Um, I think that it's become such a I am. I, I think, therefore, I am. Definition. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, you have influencers that are like, you know, I am a designer. I've made it as a, you know, and it's like, what, what does that mean? I think the criteria, first and foremost, is having a fairly solid social presence because it's e-commerce, right? You're ultimately selling things to people. It's not necessarily about what you're making specifically. It's how people feel about you and wanting to buy a piece of that. But I'm looking for the record. When I speak about uh, you know hero qualities in this in the fashion space, it's across the spectrum. I'm no, looking totally. for heroic qualities amongst a CEO uh, that I'm still kind of I'm still searching for. I'm looking at, um, for heroic qualities in design and and so on and so forth. It it, it runs the gamut. It's not just about you know a, a design personality. It's, it's all is all areas of this for business. For sure. And I think if you was to open it up across the fashion industry, I think what we hadn't seen before is the rise of the hero executive. Now the CEOs are just as, have just as much star power as the designers. Yes, they do. Um, yes, they do. You know, they um, have a, the potential to make their mark just as a designer can. For sure. These are the people that are at the helm of businesses and they're often looked at as, as kind of dynamic duos. We saw it at Burberry. We see it now at, at Gucci. We have seen it at Celine. Like business, I think, and entrepreneurship is is something that's really revered today with everyone kind of wanting to build their own business and the barrier of entry being a lot lower with the internet and social media. So I think that we're also seeing that net widen in terms of who are the fashion heroes. Before it was always the designers. You didn't even know who else worked well, on the teams. But you know, to, to your point, you, you know who uh, I think it was the the Domenico, Do, Domenico what was his name? Domenico, uh, that would be Tom's Ford partner, his CEO, uh, counterpart. Yeah. What was his name again? Domenico Sol or... I don't remember, but there's also the same with Duffy and mm, Mark Jacobs. Exactly. Like those, but <laughs> speaking of, of those duos... During that era, during the '90s and the '00s, those 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 players were were respected and known and known for what they what, what they did, the changes that they were making in this industry, or the 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 endurance or the longevity that they were able to to maintain. Yeah, but I would still argue that was very much an industry thing. I don't know that if you were not privy in the industry that you really knew who these figures for, were in for, a way that today, I mean, someone like Emily Weiss of Glossier is 
she's synonymous with Glossier. Like, even if you're someone who doesn't buy Glossier, you know who Emily is as it pertains to Glossier in a way that I don't know it's the same thing with a Marc Jacobs or a Tom Ford. If you're not in the industry, you don't necessarily know who's backing them or who their business partners are. It's, it's, I don't think it's the same as it is today. But fair enough. I don't think we're asking for, uh, you know, a consumer perspective on heroic fashion figures. (laughs) You're like, I don't... (laughs) what they think? No, I mean, I think, you know, we are better able to determine who have made their mark and was innovated in this industry and was really left their mark and continue to make a mark in this industry. And I think at that time, granted, of course, at that time, the the, the criteria were different. It was more about business development. It was more about being able to diversify a, a, a brand by developing diffusion lines and so on and so forth. That was the era of like, uh, building big bronze, you know, and those those heroic figures were able to execute on that. And now that we're in a different age, now that the the requirements for business and the respect for business are it's it's very different. Mm-hmm. As you said, the goalpost has has moved, and uh, we're looking for different uh, different criteria uh, essentially define those heroes. And I think that's why I'm having such a hard time finding those candidates. I have a question for you. Um, Do we need them? I think we do. Do we need fashion heroes? Again, I distinguish myself from this conversation in many ways because I've never lived my life like that, but most people do. Well, not even, I think fashion heroes is a loaded term. Do we need people to look up to in this industry? Well, yes, and I think we do. And, you know, for someone like myself to ask that question, I I do understand its its importance and its value. And I think, yes, I think the reason why we we mentioned Virgil in this era is because that's the one to latch on to, and these kids are latching on to him, someone to look up to, to aspire to, um, uh, because they need someone. And again, it only strengthens this the ask of this question um, even more, because it's like, wait... I'm looking, I'm searching where there it for, at least from my vantage, I don't I don't see the I mean examples. you still have the big players you have, you know. But remember, remember, if we, we have to be careful. You remember the issues that we're discussing here. It's a very different climate. The, at least for me, the criteria have changed so drastically. And I wanna see that you're doing um you're operating sustainably and sustainably meaning that all of your practices are, you know, up to date, considerate of, you know, of your of your manufacturing, of your distribution of everything. I'm looking for a different kind of um a different kind of hero right now with different qualities, different practices. Yeah, but I think that you it doesn't that could look like many different things. Like if you take Dior for example, you could say that Marie Grazia Curie is a fashion hero to some. She's not bigger than Dior by any means, but <laughs> she's waving okay. that flag for feminism, whether you believe it or not, whether okay. you like it or not. I mean, that is part of the brand. It's like, we can argue okay, how not, genuine that is. I, we're not talking artifice here, Henrietta. Like, I'm not, not, here, I'm not here to speak artifice. I'm here I to... I understand that. Okay. And I understand the challenges of what I'm saying as it pertains to Maria Grazia Curie <laughs> and feminism and her whole situation with Africa. Okay. That being said, when you said, I'm looking for you know, some level of meaning, whether it's sustainability, whether it's a whole business suite, people believe that shit. Like, people believe her, that she is an ultimate feminist, that she is, I don't know, trying to save Africa or whatever that whole situation is. And I mean, you're... and people hold her in high esteem. So what I'm saying is she's not bigger than Dior. She's not Karl Lagerfeld's character. But there are these people, if you look up Alessandro from Gucci, 
his whole vantage point on youth culture and black people, people hold that in high esteem. So I think that fashion heroes, it's also subjective as well. I think at least before there was an establishment that told us these people were fashion heroes and that they should be deified or looked up to. Mm. Now that it's so subjective, it's like, one person's literally like, Maria Grazia Curie, I need that 800 <laughs> feminist t-shirt because like she's really flying that flag. And then there are people that like, that's like, that's bullshit. It's consumerism at its worst. Yes. And she's commoditizing something that people fight for every day. Yes. Whatever your vantage point is, it's completely subjective as to if she's a fashion hero. It was before, it was a given because, I don't know, Vogue said so or Anna Winter said so. It's like Karl Lagerfeld is just a legend or, I mean, Karl Lagerfeld was allowed to be a legend over 50 years. I don't I don't know that you get that runway <laughs> these days. We'll see where Virgil is in like five years. I don't know. But my point being that I think everything has become so democratized and so subjective that isn't it's, it's almost like a personal choice at this point as opposed to an industry consensus. Uh, fine, fair enough. We may not be able to get an in- industry consensus on this, but I think considering the nature of this podcast and considering the nature of the issues that we discuss here, I think we look at this industry in a in a particular way. Yeah. Let's go, I, and I this word sometimes gets misconstrued or gets misused, but like it, we're essentially in the woke era. We're in the woke era of fashion, or at least I'll attribute that word to my to myself and um and 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 use the criteria that being woke <laughs> sort of um, um brings about. And I, again, I am still looking in those areas of, of talents who have who are putting themselves out really on a limb like, to impact like the kind Naomi of... Like Campbell. <laughs> okay, you're, 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 you're trying to stir me up here, aren't you? No, but, I'm, but that's a good example. I think you just, you triggered a thought when you said we're in this woke era of fashion. And I think that people who are really jumping on these larger cultural themes are really trying to push forward an agenda that is... In that some people are interpreting them as fashion heroes. So Maria Grazia Curie was an example. Virgil with his whole thing of I mood board and, you know, 2.0, everything. And like, I'm a tech guy or whatever. That's another version. There's Naomi Campbell. I mean, her fight for Africa and for blackness um, is prevalent. She just spoke this week at the Wall Street Journal tech conference. Okay, Henrietta. So I'm just saying that when you attach these themes to your craft or to your voice or to your influence, I think that is building the momentum for that fashion hero legacy. That's what I'm saying. No, but we're not talking, you know, we we speak about that we we try to speak truth here. And I think, you know, I'm not I'm not interested in the Hollywood version of what a hero is supposed to look like. And I think those are some of the examples that you just mentioned there, including Naomi Campbell. I think she's a perfect example of one of those Hollywood um, versions of this heroic figure, someone who was, you know, sort of wiped her slate clean and then reinvented herself as this, this figure who, this, you know, Mother Africa figure. That's not the kind of, that's not the kind of heroic thing that I'm speaking about. But in many ways, you know, I got to say, in having this conversation, I feel almost there's a bit of a bias. I'm feeling like, you know, there's a bit, bit of bias on my part in that I am, I'm almost asking for I have a, 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 a updated definition of hero, and I'm asking for that definition to be filled in from my perspective. You That's say what that I'm you, saying. Yeah. I, I think the qualifiers have changed because I think the environment is such that it doesn't breed the type of fashion heroes of the past. I think that could 
that could be a thing of the but past. But I'm not asking for your diplomacy. I'm asking for your honest, you know, honest input on what you see, what you feel um, that uh, uh, about the heroic representation out there. Really, honestly, not not about just parsing it through sort of from a journalistic perspective, but honestly, from a personal perspective, where you see or what you see out there. I mean... Uh, it's a bit hard. In my, I, we kind of touched on this last episode. I'm kind of in this phase where I'm back to my dystopian view of fashion. <laughs> I kind of, I see through a lot of the bullshit. So I don't know that I'm holding anyone particularly in such high esteem. I mean, there are, there are, there are fashion heroes that I think are fantastic, like uh, Robin Givens, for instance. She is, to me, she has a point of view. She has the ability to be um, objective. She's a brilliant writer. She's really, really great. I think even when you look at a lot of the, the people that are so revered, whether it's journalism or design of the past, because they're from a different era, there are all of these things that are problematic because we're holding them to the standards of today. Karl Lagerfeld, for a number of reasons, was problematic. Susie Menkes, um, Coco Chanel, oh, I don't know if she was a Nazi sympathizer. Mm-hmm. So all of these mm-hmm. things that are measured by today's standards, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a bit problematic. So there's there's that issue. And then there's also just the like, I'm in this industry, I'm in marketing, I get it. And I think that a lot of the performative notes, so like to my point about Maria Grazia Curie, that is a valid thing to a lot of people. But do I buy it? Absolutely not. So I just feel I'm a little bit jaded. I have a bit more, you know, I'm I'm hoping to to get through it. I, I go through these peaks and troughs where literally we both, we both do. I'm just set this thing on fire and I'm kind of a little bit there because I just, it's yeah, it's all messaging, it's branding, performance, all of that stuff. It's it's hard to see what's real in a way that before. But but it's just different. Real, I feel that real is one of those things, you know, like like cream that just comes to the top. I really do. And I think it's very telling. It's very telling. While we can have a, a discourse about this, it's very telling that you and I cannot get super excited about no. a personality or an individual or an institution it's that just, we it's see. Too that saturated. It's, it's too saturated. It's too saturated. I I feel overwhelmed. I don't you don't even know at this point who to dig into and who to there's so many people I need to know about this I need to read this I need to there's too much there's a lack of editing because everything is out there on the internet and on social media and on the website it's like it's it's hard to navigate especially I I personally and this is just a personal opinion I'm finding it challenging to navigate I'm kind of like oh I like Peter Do I like his aesthetic I don't know I know nothing about him mm-hmm. I don't have the attention span to him. Right. I just know that he used to work under Phoebe at Celine I think right. what Daniel Lee is doing at Bottega is really interesting but mm-hmm. I know that he's trying to get the Celine customer and that there's like a whole character development around him and what he says what he doesn't say like it's it's just not I just can't I understand. Get behind. I understand. You know, and then if you kind of look into it, then you scratch the surface and you're like, mm, do I care? Like, it, I just, I feel like um, this would be an interesting conversation to revisit when I think things are less shit. I I, and I I think that's a I think that's a great I, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> it sounds really, and, and I, I and that's I think why I'm trying to keep it a bit more objective because I'm really trying to not let this dystopian view just make me sound like a like a negative bitch like that's not my point and that's not what I want to put out there but like my genuine feeling about fashion is like who are the fashion heroes 
I'm I asked you the question, do we need them? Because I don't know that we do. Maybe that's also what I'm reacting to. Or maybe there's just think that we're at a different time where Well, I, I think that this is a different. great conversation to to take to the audience. You know, this is this is I think we may have taken this as far as we can go with this, considering our position. But I would really on particularly on this subject, I would really love to hear from the audience. I would, you know And why? And why? I think we have names. Mm-hmm. It's more like, I'd love to know why, like, what is it that you're having that visceral, like, I just fucking love them. Exactly. And, you know, we, we definitely want to ask this of, of our peers as well, but definitely the younger, our younger audience out there, <laughs> the ones who are not as jaded. <laughs> as I would, I don't know. I would actually argue that um, the younger generation just look at it completely different, where they're almost like, it's all bullshit. But. Well, I wonder. I wonder. I can't. I wouldn't be able to say that a hundred percent. But I. I want to know. I want to hear. Fr- I want to hear from them. I'd be interested the- to know if they kind of uh, exalt fashion figures in uh, such high esteem. And to be like honest, Hen- in the past. Henrietta, in another forum, you know, this conversation could possibly go on forever because people, other people in this industry, may feel very differently than we do about the the heroic qualities of the players currently in the industry. They may be able to wax lyrical for hours on you know why Pier Paolo is 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 phenomenal and why this one and this one is phenomenal. So I, I this is something that, as I said, it was challenging to to sort of craft this narrative, and it's a bit challenging as we continue to. to as we discuss it here in this forum. So I want to hear, we want to hear from this audience. And um, and And then we could talk about it and then we can revisit it when I feel more optimistic. Exactly. I would love to be enlightened. So please, your comments would be greatly appreciated.